Hello and welcome to the Thrive Online Podcast. This is our sermon series podcast and I wanted to thank you for joining us today. As we get going, I wanted to say that whether you are tuning in today from the car, the gym, or even your work or home, we pray that today's message inspires you and that it gives you hope and builds your faith. So let's lean in, turn up the volume, and get excited as we get ready to learn today. I just want to jump in and say and take a moment to welcome all of our guests who are here today. Now, here's my guess is that if you're a guest here today, there might be a few reasons why you're here. One, maybe somebody you know invited you to come to experience Thrive, and hopefully you're sitting next to them. Hopefully they showed up today, right? Sometimes people invite and then they forget to show up. And so um, if you're here, someone invited you, thank you for being here. Um, There are probably some others that are here that just have been looking for a place to connect Spiritually, they've been looking for their family to connect, a place for them to grow, and especially coming out of a lot of the COVID stuff where we've been alone and kind of isolated, finding the right place to grow spiritually. And so if that's you, you're welcome uh, to be here. We are so glad that you're here. And there might be some who are just, somehow you showed up here and you're just on a spiritual journey. You're trying to see if all this stuff that people talk about when they talk about living a life for Christ or this life of faith or what Christianity is all about, you're on a spiritual journey. And my hope is this, that, that you uh, find some answers today. And so um, we are so glad that you are here. Now, you might be wondering, what are we about here at Thrive? We, are, we like to say it like this. We are imperfect people becoming the church on the mission with Jesus, bringing hope and healing to the world. Now, if you come regularly, you know I say that every single Sunday because I want it to sink in. I want it to kind of become a part of who you are. I want it to be a soundtrack that you listen to on a regular basis. And my prayer is this, that all of us would experience something that's life-changing when we gather together because God's spirit is here. And we started a series uh, this year called Soundtracks. And what we're doing is we're looking to start the year off right. How many of you guys love to start the new year off right, right? You look at your past and you go, okay, last year, There were some good things, but there were some difficult things. And this year, I want to start the year off right. And so every year, we try to just kind of kick off the year in January with a great start, some practical things that we can do to start our year the right way. And the reality is this, that many of us have these, what we call broken soundtracks or thoughts that regularly occur that we tend to overthink in our lives. And they keep us from experiencing the life to the full that God desires for us. We started this series by admitting that, yes, we all have broken soundtracks and that God's word written in the Bible gives us hope that we don't have to keep listening to those things. That in fact, we get to choose what soundtracks play the loudest in our minds. That's the the big idea that we want to walk away with, with this whole series is this, that we get to choose the soundtracks that we listen to, the thoughts that play in our minds. And if you don't choose a soundtrack to listen to, Here's the reality. The music doesn't stop. It just keeps playing, and it plays songs that you don't like. You ever been on a road trip with somebody? You're the driver, and so you hand off the, uh, you hand off the music to the co-pilot, and they just play songs you don't like? Makes the trip go a lot longer, doesn't it? Right? And, so, and so here's what we want. We want to have the right soundtracks. And, and the reality is, is we get to choose what we listen to. And because I care about you, I want you to know this. Your feelings are not good at picking out soundtracks. The world tells us this. The world says, just trust your gut, trust your heart, right? The world tells us to listen to your heart. 
But the Bible tells us this, that our heart is deceitful above all things. And so we shouldn't listen to our hearts. It's, it's not good for us to do that. In fact, we actually, when we are intentional, are much better at choosing the soundtracks that we listen to than our feelings are. And so um, the way that we can begin to choose better soundtracks, better thoughts for us to think about, is by looking at God's word. Because we as Christians believe that God's word is true, that God's word is helpful, that God's word gives us guidance and direction. And Paul, in fact, tells the, the church in Philippi that they can actually change their soundtracks. This is what he says in verse 4, or chapter 4, verse 8. It says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true. Everybody say, fix your thoughts. The, uh, the implication there that Paul is giving us is that we get to choose what thoughts we have. You fix your thoughts, the unspoken you in that scripture. Fix your thoughts on what is true, on what is honorable, what is right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. And keep putting into practice all you've learned and recognized from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will with you. Friends, I don't know about you, but I'm the kind of person that loves to have peace in my life. Amen? And so what Paul is telling us is that if we learn to fix our thoughts on these things, we can have peace of mind. And so we get to choose what plays. But it's going to take supernatural help, isn't it? Because we have an enemy that is regularly fighting to keep those negative soundtracks, those broken soundtracks, at volume 11 in our lives. So let's take a moment and just quiet our thoughts and invite the Holy Spirit to speak to us and help us today to be transformed. Would you join me? Holy Spirit, we come to you today into this place as the body of Christ at different places in our spiritual journeys. But Father, we know this. We know that, that, that you want to help us. We want to hear your voice speak so loud. We want to hear it louder than the lies of the enemy. We want to hear your voice and respond today. We are desperate to experience something that will change the trajectory of our lives. And so we come to surrender whatever it is you ask us to in response to what we learned today. Give us ears to hear. Give us eyes to see. Give us hearts that are open to change. And most of all, give us the courage to obey. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. So just so I know who I'm talking to today, I've got a question for you. In just a moment, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand if this is true of you. Um, And so what I want you to do is to think about this. Is there a soundtrack or a thought that you overplay that you know isn't true or helpful or kind? It's a thought that you think about, you overplay. Maybe it's a broken soundtrack about yourself. Maybe you say something like, I don't have what it takes to be a good parent because I didn't have good parents. Right? That's a broken soundtrack. Maybe, Maybe your broken soundtrack is, I don't deserve to be in a healthy relationship. Or maybe your your soundtrack is, I will never be able to do what I really love. Maybe your soundtrack isn't about you as much as it's about other people. Now, you might be sitting there thinking, why would I have a broken soundtrack about other people? Right? Like, why would I even care about what other people are doing? But here's the truth. We do have broken soundtracks. And let me, let me kind of try to prove it to you. Let me ask you this. If your phone started to ring right now, it shouldn't because you should all turn your phones off or at least silence them so they don't ring in the middle of the service and distract people, right? Um, and so, but let's just say your phone began to ring right now. Is there a person... 
that in your mind you would say, I hope it's not so-and-so. Now, now for some of you, some of you are a little bit younger, you millennials and you Gen, Gen Zers, maybe it's not a phone call, it maybe it's a text or a WhatsApp or a Snapchat or whatever it is, however it is you communicate, but like your phone buzzes and you know that you just got a message and you're thinking to yourself, I really hope it's not blank. Why? Because you probably have a broken soundtrack about that person. Now, you might think it's valid, you might think it's totally, uh, it's totally like for real why you would think this about this person, but the reality is, is that it's probably a broken soundtrack. It's probably an assumption or maybe an impression that you have of them that might not be totally accurate. So who here can relate to that? You either have a broken soundtrack about yourself or maybe someone else. Raise your hands. Show of hands. Okay? Those of you who didn't raise your hands, man, tell me your secret. <laughs> like, we have broken soundtracks, don't we? We have broken soundtracks because there are things that play in our minds that aren't true or helpful or kind. Now, last week we talked about retiring the broken soundtracks by doing things that help turn down the volume, uh, the dial of those broken soundtracks. And we, we know that they'll never fully go away because we do. I, we talked about this. We have an enemy who is actively trying to convince us of lies because his name is the father of lies. That's what the Bible calls him. And his whole language is lies. That's all he knows how to do. He speaks the language of lies and he is all about trying to convince you of things that aren't true. And so even if we get to the point where we can turn down the volume of those things, we try some of those different things that kind of help us to turn down the volume on those broken soundtracks, the enemy's going to keep trying to come back at you. Some of you took the challenge to heart and immediately started trying different strategies to turn down the dial. I want to encourage you, keep working on it. Keep finding those things that help you just kind of silence the negative so that you can hear the positive. Now, others of you, maybe you didn't take that step. And so now the broken soundtrack is, it's too late for me to fix my problems, right? It's too late for me to start something new. Pastor said to start it last week, and I didn't start it last week. It's too late. Broken soundtrack. You can start today, turning down the volume. The one thing we learned, to, one thing we learned how to retire broken soundtracks is this, that, that once we do that, we need to replace them. How many of you know, like, just, just turning down the volume on a soundtrack in your life isn't going to help you as much as replacing them with something positive. Right? You can turn down the volume of a radio of a bad song, but that doesn't make that song go away. You need to change it. You need to replace it as best you can. Start filling your mind with something that's better, something that's true. And so um, the question that we have to ask ourselves today is how do we replace them? What soundtracks would you like to listen to? That's the big question today. What are the soundtracks you would like to listen to? What do you want to play through your mind? What is it that you want to kind of play in your spirit so that you feel encouraged? I know sometimes starting something new, looking at a blank page or, or starting something new can be challenging, it can be intimidating. So what I want to do this morning is give you uh, some really practical, um, like sticky kind of steps that you can take to help replace some of those negative soundtracks, those broken soundtracks. And so the first thing that you can do to discover a new soundtrack is this. Borrow someone else's soundtrack and remix it to work for you. Borrow someone else's soundtrack and remix it to work for you. Let me give you an example from, from my life. So when I was uh, younger, there was this, this organization called BASF. Okay, BASF is a kind of a science company, and their slogan was this. We don't make the products you buy. We make the products you buy better. Right? And I specifically remember uh, BASF because they used to sell tapes, BASF tapes, cassette tapes. 
which kind of goes along with this. So it's great that it ties in. But, but the, the reality is this. When Megan and I first started in ministry, we had some broken soundtracks. What, one of the things we heard a lot was this. Man, ministry is really hard, and you're going to find that you're going to do ministry alone a lot of the time. What a, what a horrible soundtrack for somebody starting a ministry. Thanks for the encouragement, right? And so we had a mentor of ours say, no, 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 you need to sit down and you need to write out your mission statement. You need to write out the thing that's going to help, help you every day, whenever you're feeling down, it's going to help give you direction and help give you inspiration for your ministry life. And so we kind of sat down and, and what we did is we knew we couldn't say what BASF said. But we could say something else. Like, so we remixed it like Dougie Fresh, and we kind of said, okay, we can't say it like that. Um, so this is how we said it, okay? We want to help other people do what they do best. You see, the reality is, is that God called us as ministers not to do all the work of the church, not to be the, the main focus of the church. In fact, our role as pastors in this church is to help train and equip the saints for the works of service, right? To train and equip others to do the ministry of the church. That's, that's my role as a pastor and, and every pastor. In fact, each and every one of you is a pastor to somebody. If you have the love of Jesus living inside of you, you have the opportunity to train and equip others to do works of service to become pastors and teachers and prophets, evangelists, right? And so what we need to do is we need to do that. And so that's, for us as a family, that's what we've, we've chosen to make our soundtrack for ministry. We've made that our soundtrack for ministry because, man, it's so much better than what we had. We want to help other people do what they do best. We don't want to spoon feed them. We don't want to make excuses for them. We want to help them do what God created them to do. But to help them, we need to teach them. That's, what, that's, that's our soundtrack. Here's the great thing about collecting other people's soundtracks. They're everywhere. Dude, there's soundtracks out there everywhere that can help you. But one of, my, one of my soundtracks that I love when I just think about the word faith is a lyric to a song. Maybe you have some lyrics to songs that really inspire you. Could be a worship song, couldn't, could not be one. But one of my favorite lyrics is this, right? It's this idea of, it's in the gap between the two trapeze. What a great way to picture faith, right? Picture about a, a person on a trapeze wire and they're swinging and they let go of the first one and they're kind of in the gap between the two. And so when I, when I think about living a life of faith, that's the picture that comes to my mind. That's the soundtrack that plays. Maybe you have some lyrics that you think about. Maybe there's an image that inspires. Maybe there's a passage of scripture that really helps you when you're feeling down or when you're feeling frustrated, when that broken soundtrack begins to play, you already know that there's a verse you can go to. I want to encourage you to collect, collect soundtracks, collect other people's soundtracks. The great thing about that is that, that there's no maximum number of soundtracks you can have, and there's no minimum Right? There's no maximum, there's no minimum of how many borrowed soundtracks you can use. And I know it might seem silly or crazy or pointless to start collecting things that might, might be healthy soundtracks for you. You might feel like that's weird. But it reminds me of when I was in college and I was in this poetry class. And one of the books we had to read was called Poem Crazy. And it was just a book about how to collect ideas and thoughts and, and just inspiration for poetry. And so one of the challenges it gave us was to just go out and collect words. Anytime we saw a word that just popped to us, we were supposed to write it down, put it on a little sheet of paper, and then put it in a jar. 
And we just did that for like the whole, uh, you know, like for three weeks, we were just told to collect these words and put them in a jar. Then we brought those jars to class, and then we were asked to pull those words out of the jar and start writing a poem from it. Inspiration, things that help you move in the right direction. It might seem crazy, but God can use anything to inspire us with new, better soundtracks than the enemy. But here's the truth. The only way you can replace those soundtracks is not by overthinking yourself out of them. You can't overthink yourself out of a negative soundtrack, out of a broken soundtrack. Because last week we talked about this idea that it's just a loop. It just keeps playing on repeat. So how do we, how do we overcome those broken soundtracks, those looped soundtracks, the ones we overthink all the time? The only antidote for overthinking is action. It's action. So often, and I'm guilty of this too, I'll have a problem, I'll have something that's going on, I'll have this broken soundtrack, and I'll just keep thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it, and ultimately, I have to do something to break the cycle. To quote the philosopher, Marshawn Lynch, if you've ever listened to him, you know he is a philosopher of, of sorts. He said this, I'm all about that action, boss. I think that's a great soundtrack. You guys can take that one. That's a great one for us, right? I'm all about that action. That's what it's going to take to replace these broken soundtracks that so often play in our minds. But just in case you need some other examples, just in case you might need some extra help, I'm going to share three really quick ones for you. Soundtracks that you are free to use to get you started on this journey. But my encouragement is that you begin to discover some of your own. But here's three that you can use. The first one is this. Say this with me. Spare change adds up. Spare change adds up. What's the, what's the soundtrack? What does that actually mean? Well, um, let me give you an example. When I was in college, I love college stories because they're always fun. Um, there was a group of people in their quad. There's, so there's four rooms in this quad, and they hung a sock on the wall. And um, I was like, what's the sock hanging on the wall for? That's weird. And they said, no, 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 no. What happens is this. This was back before using your debit card was everything, right? People actually carried cash. And so, so what they would do is they would take all of their spare change, and they put it in the sock. And the goal was this. At the end of the year, whatever money was in that sock, they would use to go out to dinner together. You guys have any guesses how much money they saved in a year just by collecting spare change? Oh, not that much. That, that would be amazing. No. They had $150 in spare change. Now, just picture that, because maybe some of you guys have jars at home, right? Like, and you've got pennies in that jar, and you're like, $150 in spare change? That's a lot. That sock was like stretched to the floor. It was like, like tearing, and like, it was so full of change. But they took it to the bank, got cash, and then they all went out to dinner together. Spare change adds up. What does that mean for you in your life, and how does that play out in how you live? Well, when you have something that needs doing, and the negative soundtrack tells you, I don't have time, I don't have energy, I can't do it. Oh man, that's too difficult. No, what you do is you, you do this. You set a realistic goal. Set a realistic goal and then do just a little more. Do this for me. Everybody stick your hands in the air. Okay, reach as high as you can. Reach as high as you can. Okay, as high as you can. Now just give me like one more inch. Everybody just go like, <laughs> see? You can do a little more than you think. You can do a little more than you think. And so the spare change adds up. How does that look? Like if you decide, hey, I want to run a mile a day for five days a week. Okay. At the end of the year, if you run 1.2 miles, you've run 50 extra miles. Spare change adds up. And so when you're thinking these negative thoughts, you can say, you know what? Spare change adds up. I'm going to do a little bit today. 
I'm going to set a a realistic goal. It's going to challenge me, but I know I can get it done today. And then I'm going to just do a little bit more. Just a little bit more because then tomorrow I'll have a little bit less. Right? Spare change adds up. The next one is this. Pivot. Don't panic. When things don't go as planned, remember, nine times out of ten, there is a way out through a new direction. We know this because we all had to do it, didn't we? When COVID shut us down and we couldn't meet in person, what did we do? We pivoted and we went all online. Now, was it ideal? No. Was it what we all wanted? Not necessarily. But we were still able to gather and learn and grow together, weren't we? We pivoted. We didn't panic. So when things come up, when you hear a broken soundtrack saying that everything's ruined, you replace it by saying, I have the opportunity to find a different way of doing things. I'm going to pivot and not panic. I'm going to pivot and not panic. The third one is this. I'll feel awesome after. I'll feel awesome after. Whatever task or challenge you have coming, just tell yourself, I'll feel awesome after. I don't like necessarily going and working out. In fact, I need to get back in the habit. I kind of took a little break there in December and then was going to get back in January and it didn't really happen. So this month, February, I'm going to get back into it. Do I like doing it? No, not necessarily. Right? But I know this. I'll feel awesome after. Maybe you've got a project at work that you just are like, oh man, I got a group project at work and I just, this person that I work with, it's ah. Oh. But you know what? We're going to do it. We're going to meet together. We're going to make this happen because I'll feel awesome after. Maybe there's a difficult conversation that you need to have with someone that you care about. And that soundtrack, instead of like, oh, this is going to go horrible, you say, no, no, no. I'm going to have this conversation because I'll feel awesome after. The soundtrack, it's a way to replace a broken soundtrack. When you first start collecting these soundtracks, don't be picky. Collect as many as you can. Collect as many as you can and see which ones stick. The goal with these new borrowed soundtracks is to collect them and then put them into action because, like I said a moment ago, the antidote for overthinking is action. And I would suggest that trying just one might not help you reach your goal of replacing these broken soundtracks. What you might need to do is what John Aikuff says in his book, Soundtracks. He says you need to have overwhelming action. That doesn't mean it's difficult. It doesn't mean that it's like big action. It just, it's a bunch of little actions that you do to overwhelm the broken soundtrack. It doesn't have to be hard. In fact, you're, these, these little actions that you take should be light and easy. Light and easy. It should be things that maybe you enjoy doing, things that, things that you know you can get done in the moment that you have. They shouldn't have to be heavy burdens that you carry on your shoulders. They can be light and easy because if they're not light and easy, you'll quit. You'll try it once and you're like, that's too hard. I'm quitting. Can't do it. Think of it like doing several little things that are light and easy to accomplish the one big thing that seems too heavy. Right? I think about it like this. Now, parenting, we all know parenting is a challenge, right? And before you actually have a child, you think, man, being a parent, I don't know if I'm ready for that. But then when the baby's born, what do you do? You just do a bunch of little actions. It's like, we're going to change the diaper. We're going to feed them. We're going to play with them. All these little actions that add up. Before you know it, you've got a 13-year-old. He's like, got his own opinions and stuff. And then you're like, I don't know if I can parent a teenager. And it's like, okay, I'm just going to do these little actions. So when my son decides he wants to come and give me a hug, I don't like stay on my phone and like keep scrolling. Stop and do a little action and say, okay, come here, give me a hug. These little actions that add up overwhelm your broken soundtracks. 
with light and easy action. Maybe you need to, uh, you want to make a change. And so what you want to do is you want to ask this question, where do I want to win? Where do I want to win in life? Because when we know where we want to win, we can put our attention toward winning in that direction. So maybe some of you are saying to yourself, you know, I would really love to win in my marriage. Or maybe you'd say, I want to win in my friendships or my finances, or maybe in a house project. I want to just win. I want to get that thing done. We've talked about it, but now I want to just make it happen. Once you know where you want to win, you'll need to turn down the volume of the broken soundtracks that will rise up and lie to you and try to tell you that you can't do it, that you won't do it, that there's no point in doing it. And when you've turned down those broken soundtracks, you can focus on listening to a new, the new borrowed soundtracks or the original soundtracks that you've made on your own. You put those soundtracks to work. You set light and easy goals that help to silence the broken soundtracks with overwhelming action. Then you, so maybe what you do is this. The first step when you work on your marriage is to just schedule, plan, set a date, Get a reservation. That's a great first step to help work on your marriage, isn't it? Just like pick a day and do it. Spend time together. Maybe for some of you, it's, it's something different. Maybe it's um, you're wanting to uh, in, increase your budget, right? You're wanting to get a hold of your finances. So what you do is you, you decide, I'm going to take some small actions. I'm going to cut two or three or maybe four expenses that I don't really need to spend money on so that I can actually have margin in my finances. Maybe for you, your goal is to, to clean the house. You've got this project. And so it's, what, instead of thinking, I've got to clean the whole house, you say, I'm going to clean two rooms this weekend. And then maybe I'll do just a little bit more. Maybe I'll clean the bathroom too. And then next weekend, I'll do a couple more. and then. So you give yourself these little goals and you start to put those things into practice. And because you're listening to the spare change adds up, you do just a little bit more than what you planned. And, and even if it doesn't go perfectly, what you do is you, you tell yourself, pivot, don't panic. Just because it didn't work this way, it doesn't mean I can't try another way. And then as you walk through that and as you do those things, you'll just keep reminding yourself, even when it's challenging, even when it's difficult, you say, you know what? I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep pushing through because I'll feel awesome after. Where do you want to win? In what area of your life do you just recognize that's the area that's the loudest when it comes to my broken sound? I want to win in that area instead of feeling like I lose in that area. This is how we can replace our broken soundtracks. Now, I can imagine that some of you are sitting here listening to me talk about this and you're thinking to yourself, okay, well, is this even biblical? Right? Is, this, is, is everything you're sharing with me, like, where, where can I find that in Scripture? Well, let me put your heart, mind, and spirit to ease. We already know that God is about transforming the way we think, isn't he? Romans 12.1 tells us that. It says, don't practice the customs of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. God wants to renew our thinking. He wants to change the way we think. We also know that in Philippians, we just read this, that, that we can actually fix our thoughts on certain things. We can actually shape the way that we think. We can actually tell ourselves, I don't want to think about that. This is what I'm going to choose to think about. When we read from the book of James, he wrote, uh, we, we, what he wrote, we learn this, that, that we, can be, we can't just be hearers of the word, but we have to be doers of the word. We overwhelm these things with action, right? We can't, when we hear what God's word says, we have to put those things into practice. We have to be all about that action. 
Jesus also tells us that when, when we have these burdens that are kind of weighing us down, these broken soundtracks that weigh us down, that, that lie to us and kind of keep us oppressed and keep us feeling guilt and shame over our past and over our present and over our potential future, and we feel all these pressures and all these things, the enemy lies to us to try to hold us down and hold us back. We can read what Jesus says to his disciples about carrying heavy burdens of religion and guilt and shame. He says this in Matthew eleven twenty eight. he says, then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are, say it with me, weary and carry heavy burdens. What will he do? I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is what? Easy to bear. And the burden I give you is light. That light and easy goals. The Bible was teaching this stuff before the world was. I want to invite our worship team to come. When it comes to replacing our broken soundtracks, that's really where it all needs to start. It needs to start with Jesus, doesn't it? At the foot of the cross of Jesus. It's where we surrender all of these things to him and and we surrender to his teachings. We let the voice of the Holy Spirit speak louder than the voice of the father of lies. Now, here's the truth. All of the stuff that I've shared with you this morning are all really practical things that will help you. I promise you, if you put these things into practice, they will help you. But here's what they won't do. They won't heal you. Only God can do that. It's only through the power of Jesus and it's only through the the power of the Holy Spirit that lives in you as those who are following Christ, who are disciples of Christ. It's only through, through him that you are healed. We can do all the practical things and we should. But we have to understand this, that it's in coming to Jesus that we find our healing. Jesus is the one who helps us to replace the broken soundtracks with the ones that help to love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. He's the one who can heal our minds. He's the one who transforms the way we think about ourselves and about others and about him. Here's the question that we need to ask ourselves today. When I hear broken soundtracks playing, is going to Jesus my first response? Now that we know how to recognize and, 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 and tell if something's a broken soundtrack, if it's not kind, it's not helpful, and it's not true, it's not a healthy soundtrack. And so as we ask that question of ourselves, it's this thought that I'm thinking, is it helpful? Is it true? Is it kind? And so once we identify those things, then we have to ask ourselves, am I going to Jesus with these things first? Am I going to him first? And am I letting him do what only he can do? First, if your answer is yes, then you're on the right track. And I believe that many of us in this room, we do. We go to Jesus right away. We recognize those negative thoughts and we surrender to him and we say, God, I want you to transform my thinking. And so maybe today your response is, is simply saying, God, help me to identify some healthy new soundtracks to replace those old ones. Help me to collect some soundtracks that will be helpful for me moving forward. And if your answer is no, if you're just honest with yourself and you say, you know what? My first response isn't to go to Jesus. My first response isn't to surrender the Holy Spirit's wisdom and guidance and comfort and and care. That's not my first response. My first response is to try to figure it out myself, is to try to find a way to, to numb the pain or the frustration that I feel. And so today, maybe what you need to do is this, to come to Jesus once again and lay your burdens that you have been carrying at his feet. Maybe for you today, even those who are believers today, we can get caught so easily in the lies of the enemy. And maybe for you, you need to just come back to Jesus. 
ask the Holy Spirit to help you silence the broken soundtracks so that you can hear the voice of God clearly speaking. And then I would say that there's probably some here today that for the very first time, maybe today you're choosing to come to Jesus. You came here searching for some answers and you're saying, man, I, man, I, I think Jesus is the answer. Today might be the first time you truly recognize that you need him to exchange your old life for a new life in Christ. Jesus simply said this, come to me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens. Maybe today you know that your burdens are crushing you and Jesus says, I will give you rest. We find rest in Christ when we repent of our sins and ask Jesus to forgive our sins. The only way that he could do that is if he was a perfect sacrifice. And when he shed his blood on the cross and died and was buried for three days and was risen back to life on the third day, he proved that he had the power over sin and death. Death couldn't hold him in the grave because he was the perfect sacrifice. And if you believe that with all your heart today and you confess you need him to release you from the burden of your sins that you carry, then you will be saved. You could do all the other stuff that I talked about, like I mentioned before, in the last few weeks, and they will definitely help you, but they will not heal you like Jesus. So if you would say today, I want to be healed, I want my whole, I want to be whole, I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life, I want to confess him as my savior, I want to choose to be his disciple. If you want to exchange your broken soundtracks of the enemy for the healing soundtracks of the Messiah, then you simply need to repeat this prayer after me. I want to help you today. And so if you would say, that's me, I, I haven't made a decision to follow Jesus, but today I choose. I choose to follow Jesus. If you would just bow your heads with me and say this prayer, or just repeat this prayer after me. Lord, I admit I'm a sinner. I need and want your forgiveness. I accept your death as the penalty for my sin. And I recognize that your mercy and grace is a gift. I believe you love me, not based on anything I've done, but because of who you are. I ask you to cleanse me and make me your child. By faith, I receive you into my heart as Savior and Lord of my life. From now on, help me to live for you Help me to turn down the volume of my life. Help me to replace those broken soundtracks so I can live fully for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks again for joining us for Thrive Online this week. For more information about our church, go to thrivesquim.com and fill out a connection card. I hope you have a great rest of your week, and we will see you next week, either in person or right here on the Thrive Online podcast. <laughs>